our foster care system is shattered. And this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, change in the system and changing the lives of children in foster care. Hi, my name is Rob Shear. I'm the founder of a national charity called Comfort Cases. I'm an advocate for children in foster care. I'm a public speaker. I'm an author of A Forever Family. But most important, I'm a dad to five of the most amazing kids. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. Welcome everybody. I am so excited to have my friend Noah on today's Fostering Change episode. Um, for those who have listened to our other episodes, this is um, I think the second or maybe third time Noah's been on our Fostering Change podcast. And we are such huge supporters of what his mission is and all the things that he's doing. So Noah, welcome to Fostering Change. Hi, thanks for having me. You know, I am absolutely excited to hear about how the last year has been. So I think the last time that we spoke, the pandemic had just hit. You had just gotten back from your, um, you know, path of what I consider the path of so many great, amazing things where you actually rode your bike, for those who didn't know, from San Diego to Florida. And as you were doing this tour uh, across the, the lower part of our country, you actually were stopping at group homes. And as you stopped at those group homes, you know, we were lucky to make sure that we had comfort cases there for you to give to kids who um, have actually are in, this, in the system and, and at these group homes. But I was more excited as I watched this. But then I have to say real quick, I was even absolutely humbled when I saw your video that came out, you know, where you had documented this, this tour that you did. Um, so can you do me a big favor to, for the listeners who haven't heard this on um, the other episodes, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the Discover Your Path tour? Oh, absolutely. Um, my pleasure. Uh, Discover Your Path tour was um, in the making for quite a few years. Um, I wanted to find a way to, um, connect with kids that were living a life that was one that I went through. Uh, so I grew up in foster care. Uh, I spent some time in group homes and uh, the uh, group home I spent the most time in was in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. And so, you know, it was about now two years ago that I went to that group home. I knocked on the door and told them my idea to ride a bike across the United States and talk to kids that were growing up like I did and just, you know, offer a glimmer of hope. And, you know, looking at my life now at 41, 42 years old, um, not seeing this as like a possibility for me or, you know, this, you know, I, I feel really lucky to have this life. And I wanted to let people know that, that they could get there too. So to connect with the kids cross country was the number one goal. Um, so we did that through, uh, you know, some bad weather and then the, the biggest challenge turned out to be COVID-19. Um, but I was able to get to 14 group homes and talk to, you know, well over 100 kids. Wow. Wow. You know, that is a hundred kids' lives that you truly changed. And I will say that because, you know, as a kid like you who grew up in the system, you know, um, having hope is something that we just really don't see. And, you know, for someone to be able to, 
you know, for a child that's in one of these group homes that you visited, um, you know, to be able to see that someone made it, you know, the statistics show us that only 54% of kids actually graduate from high school that are in foster care. And just to meet someone who not only made it out of the system, but has become a successful photographer and now has made a decision to ride your bike from one coast to the next to bring awareness to all of these kids who are in the system. I mean, for me, I know that if I was one of those kids in the group home, I would be like, wow, why us? You know, why us? So, you know, before we get into what you're doing today and and how you're truly, um, as I say, being part of the change, I, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. One, what is the one moment that you remember from, you know, the West Coast to the East Coast of one group home that you visited? And I know there's lots of memories, but one memory that you remember from one particular home, from one particular youth. <laughs> That is a hard one because there were so, so many. Um, boy, oh boy. There's one that pops into my head. There was a young man and I remember this this, this being so powerful. So I, I like to ask the groups, um, you know, what is something that they want to achieve? That they, that, you know, a goal um, because everybody needs to have a goal. They, they should drive towards something um, and as I was going around the room, there was a kid sitting right next to me. I think he was about 15. And uh, his answer was so bold and so strong. Like it just shook me. It shook me to my very core. But when it got to him, he said, he just looked me right in the eye and he said, I want to find a good way to deal with my trauma. And it blew my mind, especially sitting there as I think you know, 40 years old and thinking about the trauma in my life, you know, in my teens and in my 20s, I had no, I, I, I don't think I could think about anything other than maybe self-medicating and being very selfish. And I wasn't thinking about these things at 15, 16 and 17. Um, and that answer just took me, this kid was already ready to find a way to deal with this trauma. He had addressed the trauma. It exists. Now, what does he have to do to work on it? And um, that really, that was one that got me, but there were hundreds like that. And so many connections with these, uh, these young kids. When, when I get asked these questions, it takes me right back to sitting eye to eye with that kid. I remember we had chocolate cupcakes. I remember like everything about it. It was, it's powerful stuff, Rob. It's really yeah. powerful. You know, it, it, it is powerful. You know, I, I like you, I'm, I'm really lucky I get to travel the country as a public speaker and I meet so many kids. And, and you know, there are several kids that, you know, stick in my mind. Um, but, you know, the fact that this young boy um, already realized that, you know, the trauma that he had to deal with, you know, you and I both know coming from the system, you know, um, there's trauma there. I mean, there is trauma from the moment that child is taken from their home and put, whether it's in a group home or whether it's in a foster family or a therapeutic foster home, the trauma begins and the trauma has probably already started when, you know, they were years and years earlier. And, you know, um, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I, I'm kind of wondering you riding that bike, um, 
Do you feel like in any way that helped you in some of the trauma that you experienced as a young boy? Uh, absolutely. I mean, starting from, um, you know, when I got this gift of the bike that I, you know, attribute really giving me direction and, and helping, you know, save me in a lot of aspects. Um, but I still use it today. So I've had this conversation, even two days ago, I had this conversation that, you know, the trauma and the effects of the trauma that you go through as a, as a kid, they stick with you. They don't go anywhere. The, the only thing that happens is that you find a much better way of being at peace with it, of dealing with it, of knowing yourself, knowing your mental state, knowing what you're capable of. And you use things like riding a bike, exercise, meditation, whatever it is, yoga, reading a book, whatever you find to channel that in a positive direction um you know it's it's the trauma doesn't disappear it's always there and you have to find a way to you know to make make the best of your situation and, and be positive about it cycling did that for me for sure still does after this podcast i'm probably going to go ride my bike for three hours in the garage <laughs> so it's uh, that's pretty uh, amazing um i i will tell you i i've never picked up cycling um but i will tell you that you are correct about you know finding an outlet um when it comes to dealing with our trauma you know which is something that you did and the fact that you've met you know hundreds of kids as you cross the country um and being able to give them comfort cases and be able to sit with them and talk to them and give them what i feel is dignity and hope you know listening to them you know actually be able to tell their story you know i i remember the first time you and i met and i i i said that to you is that you know each and every one of us have a story and you know it is so you know to me it is it's almost like medication when it comes to be able to not only tell my story but to listen to other people's story you know and yeah. and now i want to talk about you know i was so excited when you've reached out to me and told me that you know after you had done this amazing bike trip after you had video taped your journey did a documentary and by the way everybody i'm telling you this documentary is amazing you know please make sure you go to my friend noah's website at discover your path incorporated so it's discover your path inc.com um you know dot org, watch dot org sorry Oh, I'm sorry, .org, you're right. You know, I did, let me tell you something. You know, I talk about this all the time, you know, as, as .coms, um, takers, .orgs, you're a giver. So yeah. you're exactly right. You know, let's go to discover your path, inc.org and watch this amazing documentary. So, you know, I actually watched your journey as you went across um, the country. You actually, I was lucky enough because you are my friend that you would send me pictures. I will never forget the time. I think you were in Texas and the wind was blowing so hard oh. and the rocks oh. were shooting at you. <laughs> yeah, devastating. I needed some love and support that day for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. People who watch this documentary would definitely feel that, you know, what you did was a labor of love. It was a labor of love. But what my question is, is that when you reached out and you decided you wanted to do a nonprofit, um, explain to me exactly why um, and, and where do you hope that path actually leads you? Oh, so, wow. So the bike ride, um, you know, I when you talk about stories, so let's go back to this. 
um, before this bike ride, I didn't know anybody's story besides mine. And, you know, going out, visiting these nonprofits, visiting the group homes, meeting all these kids and, and hearing these things, um, it did not take long to realize that the bike ride was not going to be the end of the, the journey of me, you know, attempting to give back. It was, it quickly became ingrained in my, in my core. Um, and, and that just happened the minute, you know, I set out and started doing this. So when I got home, um, you know, I talked to my wife and we wanted to find the way that we could do the most good, like, like how we could affect the most people. So the bike ride is, is now over. Um, you know, what are we going to continue to do? And that's when discover your path really took shape. Um, so we created it as a, uh, you know, 501c3. Um, and the next step of Discover Your Path is to create a transitional living program for aged out of foster youth here. And the, and the key part is here in the town that I live in, the town that I chose to raise my own children in. It has tremendous growth, tremendous opportunity, and some of the kindest, hardest people um, that you could meet. And I feel that this community would be one that would be safe and inclusive, and we could have a home for kids aging out of foster care and really build, you know, the foundation. I, I think that every, you know, before you can grow into something spectacular, you need the, the pure fundamentals, which is safety. You need to feel safe. If you don't feel safe, here's what you do. You put up these guards, you become angry, you shut everybody out. And a lot of times you're not willing to accept things that could help and benefit your life. So first and foremost, safety uh, is the goal for the, the kids that discover your path house. And then next is, is the motivation and drive. So once you feel safe, then you can start to explore options of what makes me happy. What do I appreciate? What interests me in my life? And then you start to develop, well, just like biking. What is it that drives you? What does it motivate you? What is it that, that makes you happy and helps you um, move past your trauma and live a you know, successful and fruitful life? And those two factors I want to introduce um, to as many kids and many young adults as I possibly can. Oh my gosh. I, I have so many questions about that because you and I have had this conversation. I've, I've said this to our listeners many times. Um, you know, you look at the statistics of kids who are aging out of the system. You know, the fact that in 2021, um, we'll probably see roughly about 30,000 kids age out of foster care. And the fact that we know that out of those 30,000, that 70%, 70%, I mean, I know when my listeners hear this, they're just like, what are you talking about? 70% are going to become homeless within the first two years, just like I did, you know, um, and to know that there is going to be a place in your state, in your county, in your town, you know, it reminds me, I have a friend of mine, Whitney, that I have to introduce you to. Um, she lives in Savannah, Georgia, and her and her husband had um, decided about a year ago, a little over a year ago, to do the same exact thing in their town that you're doing in your town, where they are all of a 
sudden they felt there was this need for children who were, and by the way, I do know I call them children and I do know that they're know. adults, but at my age, they are still children. You know, I look at my son who's 20 up yeah. there at the top. Um, they're your and, kids. And, yeah, they'll you know, always And I, I tease yeah. him all the time that, you know, he might be 20 years old, but he's still my child. And so, yeah. but I look at these kids um, who are aging out, who really true that they, they, they have no support. You know, and the the fact that you are are doing this and and making this discovery path home for them, um, that's amazing. But I I, I want to play devil's advocate here, you know, because mm -hmm. I live in a very small little town. Um, everybody knows everybody in my little town, and I kind of wonder what they would think if all of a sudden they had a house being put in with kids who were aging out of the system. Because Noah, you and I both know that the general population, um, and probably even some of my listeners, and that's why we do this podcast is because we want to educate, we want to educate our community, but you know, as well as I do that some of our listeners, some of the people in your town, some of the people in my town, some of the people in many towns across the country, the first thing they're thinking about is I don't want those kids in my neighborhood, you know, because, you know, we think those kids are the bad kids. What are you going to do or what are you doing to overcome that objective? Well, so just hearing the question, obviously my heart rate has gone up about 40 beats per minute. Um, I get really agitated because I know, and when you see the documentary too, I was a kid who was labeled the bad kid. And, um, you know, I guess if, if I was to say something to the pushback, I would say, well, um, you know, I'm already here. I live here. I am one of these kids. And um, I am raising three loving and kind and thoughtful kids. Um, and, but, but even more important than that, um, for, for educational purposes, to assume that someone is bad because they lack resources um, is kind of, you know, it kind of just proves our point. So you're saying if they had resources, they wouldn't be bad. So what's stopping us from giving them the resources and the safety and support that a family would. So, um, you know, I, I get really, this is about as calm and even keel as I can keep this conversation without getting really upset. Um, but, you know, uh, I wouldn't be where I am today if people didn't give me a chance, if people didn't see um, some sort of potential. So to cut the kids off before you even meet them, like every one of these, young adults, I always say kids too, it's just, it, they're young adults. Um, every one of these kids has the potential that any one of us has. And I've said it a thousand times, but when we can stop pushing them off at the surface and uh, not letting them prove to us that they are worthy of our time because every one of them is, um, we're not gonna get anywhere. And if they fall short of being the perfect child that you would expect someone who grew up in a home, a loving home to be, then who cares? Yeah. Give them a shot and, uh, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. 
You are, you are right about that. And you know what? This comes to a good point for us to take a quick break. So to my listeners, you know, we're we're going to take a, a just a, a quick break here and um, and we're going to come back um, in, in the next couple of minutes because um, I definitely have some more questions um, for my friend Noah. And again, you know, to learn more about his story, to learn about the journey that he has decided to be on, please, I'm asking you all, go to his website, site, discoveryourpathinc.org. Um, right there, you can actually um, watch his documentary. You can see how you can be part of the change. You know, I talk about this quite often. You know, um, we don't want to blame the system we want to change the system and that's exactly what noah is doing with his amazing family so um i hope you all tune in in a couple of minutes so we can um get to the ending side of of what noah's path actually is going so thank you everyone we'll talk to you in a couple seconds this episode of Fostering Change is sponsored by Comfort Cases, a national nonprofit that is inspiring our communities to bring dignity and hope to youth in foster care. You know, for just $10 a month, you can support the Comfort Cases mission to eliminate trash bags from the foster care system. For every $10 donated, a Comfort XL duffel bag will be given to a child entering foster care. Please help us be part of the change. Go to comfortcases.org and see how you can help a child entering our foster care system. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fostering Change podcast. I am so excited that, you know, I, as I said, I'm here with my friend Noah. Um, he's from discoveryourpathinc.org. Um, we just got finished talking in the first half about, you know, not only his bike tour across the country where he stopped at so many different um, group homes and met hundreds of kids who are in our system. And by the way, you know, Noah and I both have the same philosophy. These are not my my kids they're not his kids but these are our kids these are our kids and the you know as we were taking that break noah i was actually thinking a little bit about how um this is actually full circle for me because and what i mean by that is as i'm thinking about you know your your nonprofit discover your path discover your path you know, um, you discovered that path through that bike ride. You know, I look at me, you know, I, I was a banker for over 25 years. And, and you know, it, look how long it took me to discover my path to, to you know, be an advocate for children in the system and, and a public speaker and an author and, and a podcast host. And, you know, and I'm thinking about you, um, you know, and yes, I am quite a bit older than you, but here you are at, at you know, in your early 40s and discovering your path, you know, and by the way, for those who do not know, um, Noah is a very, very um, well-known photographer. Um, you definitely should make sure you um, visit his website. Um, and, you know, I'm very lucky, by the way, all of these beautiful pictures that are behind me were actually taken by <laughs> Noah. Um, and those, so, yeah. um, yeah, you know, it's, it's nice to have good friends like you, but, <laughs> but, you know, as I'm thinking about this discover your path and now the discover your path home, um, what I want to spend the last part of our, our conversation is your need. What is your need? What is your want? Um, how can we make this, you know, idea that you have into fruition? How can we make sure that a discover your path home is happening in your town? Oh yeah, this. I mean, the the need is is large. Um, 
you know, right now we're looking for, you know, for quite a bit of funding uh, and we have donation um, links up on the, uh, on the site. But really, besides a financial institution, what we need is the people, the community to come on board. So we are building a long list of mentors. We, you know, we want the biggest, biggest uh, thing that I want the kids to know is that the community is looking out for them. Um, we have their back. We, we want to show them that life can be different and that, well, you know, I've said this before, um, especially to the young, young adults I met out on the road. Essentially, you know, there's a million ways to end up in, in the foster care system, right? But a very large chunk of that is neglect and abuse in the home. And so you're taking a child who has been neglected and abused by the person who is inherently supposed to care for and protect them, right? And, you know, the damage that that may cause down the line, um, how many people from the community does it take to overcome that and show support for that person who has missed that one really important link to their development? Um, and so, you know, whatever that number is, I don't know, <laughs> you can't equate that, but I want to just, I want to hit it hard and I want them to know that we are looking out for them, that they matter to us, that they're incredibly important and we need the support of the community to do that. Yeah. We want people to sign up. We want people to show up for dinner every night at Discover Your Path House and prepare a meal with them, not for them, with them and have a sit down meal, talk. Like yeah. in our family, we've been doing pals and wows for the last year. And now my, my three-year-old has, my pal was, you know, he's talking about his important parts of his day and his sad parts of the day and just discussing. Because when you start talking as a group, whether that's your blood family or not, it shows support, it shows that people care and boy, you can get a lot of stuff off your chest and just feel good about going into the next day. So um, financial support, super important. Support of the community, even if it's not financial, sign up, be a mentor, send me your emails. Um, any ideas you have that could help better the lives of these young adults, send them my way. I am game and ready to, ready to play. And, so. and you know what, Noah, I, I, you know, the fact is, is, is something that we say quite often at Comfort Cases is that, you know, your community is not your zip code. It's not your zip code. It's our human race. And what affects you and your town where you live in, Noah, affects me and my town of Darnstown, Maryland, which affects people in Austin, Texas. You know, and so I think it's so important as our listeners are listening to this to understand that, well, why should I give money to that town when I'm living, you know, in Nevada or I'm living, you know, in, in Phoenix, Arizona? And let me tell you why. Because if we do not take care of these kids today, okay, if we don't take care of them today, we are going to take care of them tomorrow, okay? And we're gonna take care of them tomorrow because the only thing that we seem to have done in the shatter system is to graduate these kids from the system to the penitentiary, 
from the yeah. system to the penitentiary. And what I hear you're doing is you're giving hope. You're giving hope to these kids, giving them the foundation that each and every one of us want. You know, um, I think about this quite often, and especially with my five kids, you know, my oldest son who is 20, he came to us when he was 18. And I, I think about the fact that, you know, he would not have had to discover your path home that he would have transitioned into. Um, who would have taught him how to save money? Who would have taught him how to balance a checkbook? Who would have taught him to be able to do his laundry, you know, cook a good meal? I mean, I look at my son Tristan at the age of 12, who's able to cook a piece of salmon, but these kids have no idea. You know, they yeah. have no idea. And, 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 you know, to graduate them out of the system and not give them that support. I love the fact that you talked about mentors because I truly do believe that that's a big change for kids. You know, um, we all, I hear this quite often from people. I don't have any money. Um, I don't have any money to, I can't give to that, that nonprofit because I have no money. Let me tell you something. We all, have the most important, expensive, valuable thing, and that's our time. I mean, literally, that's our time. I think about me as a banker, you know, um, sitting down and being able to to really crunch a budget um, with with a, a, a young person who's aging out, you know, making that budget, okay, I'm getting this amount of money that's going to come in from my paycheck, and how do I make sure that at the end of the day, I at least have enough money to put on food on my table? Okay. Yeah. So, so Noah, if, if somebody wanted to, um, to actually say, you know what, I, I want to mentor, um, how do they get a hold of you again? The, my email is on the, the website. I believe there's also a phone number on there. I should be very reachable. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just want to hear from everybody in the community and, and people outside the community too. I just, I want to open a conversation and, and also you talking too about like balancing a checkbook, saving for adult living, all these things, they're incredibly important. And we definitely want to instill those, those things in the young adults that come through Discover Your Path House. But even one step further, um, a lot of times in, uh, you know, a youth who's been through a lot of trauma, there's a sense of hopelessness. I want to give them that motivation that life is really well worth living. And there's, there's so much more than just saving for, you know, your future that I want you to get excited about life. I mean, it seems like a lofty, lofty goal, but when you find something that you care about, that's it. You just have to find it. And you're not going to find it if you're stuck in the same place every day, not seeing anything, not having life experience. Um, and the more people you meet, the more your eyes are opened. And one thing I remember from the trip, uh, Joe Mabry told me this at, at Family Resources, that the, the limitations that these kids have is just because of the horizons that they see. So if they don't see it, they can't really realize it. They can't become it. So we, you know, like having these dinners every night at the house, that's a conversation that may, you know, plant a seed that will go to something else or, you know, meeting with police department, fire department. Um, I would like to set up a, a uh, um, how to repair a bicycle at the local bike shop, you know, like all these little things and whether it is for everybody, we don't know that, but if we show them and get them excited about something, 
they will make that gravitation and that motivation on their own. And they will really get excited about life. And when you're excited about life, um, I mean, shit, sorry. Nothing can stop you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you no, I, I agree. I agree with that. I love that. You know, and what a way to end this 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 episode. Getting excited about life. You know, I I, I will tell you, Noah, um, every time I get to talk to you, you excite me. Um, you know, I am excited about our future because people like you are in it people like you and your organization and you know as a as someone who runs a nonprofit i'm always told all the time why do i uplift other nonprofits because there's enough love to go around for each and every one of us. So, you know, as, as my listeners, you know, you, you guys are amazing givers. You guys um, are always stepping up to the plate. I really would love to see you to step up the plate for my friend Noah and his organization. Again, it's discoveryourpathinc.org. You know, it is true. We all have a time in our lives that we will stop and we will realize, are we excited about the next chapter or are we still stuck in the pages that were behind us? And Noah, I'm excited about your next chapter, my friend. I am Me so too. excited, you. you know, and, and, and I cannot wait. You know, I'm definitely going to have you back on to fostering change. We definitely want to keep following your journey. Um, you know, I love the fact that I get to follow your journey. My kids, my husband, they all ask about you. And I, I got to come down and visit you. again. Yes, yes, you definitely <laughs> want to come down to to visit and, and be at our center. And, and listen, you know, I only want the best for you. And I know that this house that you're getting ready to, to have is going to be more of a home than you can ever imagine for some well-deserved, needed kids. So listen, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to Fostering Change. You know, again, each and every one of us, you know, I understand not all of us can adopt, not all of us can foster, and not all of us even have the money to donate. But what we all have the opportunity we can do is volunteer, is volunteer. So please, you know, we're all in a time with this pandemic that Zooming is the next thing. There's no reason why you can't Zoom in with a young adult who's aging out of the system and let them make sure that they know they matter. They matter. So, Noah, you matter, my friend. Thank you, everyone. Until we tune in again to the next episode of Fostering Change Podcast, I hope each and every one of you are safe, I hope each and every one of you know that you truly can be part of the change. Have a great day. I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. Check out the Fostering Change blog at comfortcases.org. And I know some of you have a question, and I know some of you would love to be a guest. Please personally reach out to me at fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. That's fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. Then do me a big favor, please, 
help spread the word. Share this podcast. Share it with your friends and your family. Remember, I say this quite often, we're all part of the same community. And that community, it's not our zip code, but our human race. Let's all make a difference.